everybody, Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 26 of Campfire Conversations, that bonus content that uh, I try to bring to you as often as possible. Today, I've got a good friend of the show and someone who I personally believe is is doing more in D.C. Um, representing SCI than, than just about anyone else out there. Uh, I'm a huge fan of SCI. You can put Sportsman's Alliance in there as well, uh, Howell. These are some of my favorite organizations that are fighting for our rights as sportsmen and sportswomen um, on a daily basis. So Ben Cassidy, uh, SCI's uh, liaison in D.C., their director of government affairs, is joining us today. And we've got a lot to get into concerning H.R. 1808 or the assault weapons ban of 2022, how that's anti-conservation. I know weird to throw guns and conservation in the same sentence, but it is what it is. Uh, also, the Return Act, what's the latest on that? Um, we will get into uh, no net loss hunting and traditional ammo, as those things have been under fire of late as well. So without further delay, let's just go ahead and bring him on. Ben, thank you so much for being here, man. Always a pleasure. Is it August already? It's so good yeah. to be here. <laughs> Can't believe it. Uh, you've been traveling a bit of late. Yeah, I was actually got to spend a week with the family in Texas and Port A. It's beautiful, nice and hot, but very breezy. Yeah. So that that struck me as a little bit odd. I'm not gonna lie, because you know we Texans love Port Aransas. It's like a little beach town oasis on the coast. Yeah. I don't think that it's a really a hub for out of staters though. So explain. <laughs> It's a destination beach now. Yeah. Explain Um, that connection. All my in-laws live in Austin. They've been going there for, you know, the last 20 years or so. So I just hopped on to the family trip. Uh Uh, But yeah, my, my relatives live in San Antonio and they try to come see us (laughs) during Uh July and August, not vice versa. Uh, It was awesome though. It was really cool to be out on the beach, see people just getting their trucks stuck and trying to dig out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you do any, do any fishing or anything? Um, I did. We went out in some kayaks, my brother-in-law and I, um, out for sea trout. Um, it was popping. I just did not bring the right rig set up for it. So I kept just getting snagged up in grass. Mm. Um, but I did get a couple bites and went out, you know, just under like bridges and overpasses trying to just like line up do some combat fishing with some other folks got some bites too i had not hauling in my brother-in-law got one sea trout um uh-huh. it was a good time though i hadn't really done much of like the motorized ca- kayak on like the flats so that was fun oh that is cool uh i love wading the flats there yeah um it's like the the laguna madre for redfish and trout yep uh the places we go though it, it, i don't think you get there with a kayak you'd be investing like a day <laughs> just to, yeah. to get that's like miles <laughs> and miles from um i forget which marker it is but uh did you go to snoopy's or uh i'm trying to think of some of the other hot spots that when i was in college were cool but if it was a family vacation you might have just stayed at the beach house the whole time we just were at the beach house in a golf cart on the beach yeah. um i was with my daughter so it was like 7 a.m. to 11 beach, eat lunch, then do the pool for three hours. Like they were just wiped out every day. It was awesome. Yeah. It was a nice. blast. Um, so as far as what's going on 
in this crazy world we live in where people are trying to take our our rights away every day as sportsmen, as gun owners, as patriots. Um, let's start with just kind of a, a quick hit on the return act. I did touch on that in a recent episode, um, but bad news for conservation if this thing was to pass. Yeah, I think it's just a really, you know, misguided idea. Um, but at the base of it, it's just gutting Pittman Robertson, right? Which is just the foundation of the North American model of conservation, you know, the envy, I would say, of the world and how you conserve wildlife and and habitat. Um, it would just strip out that funding that's what then, you know, what is it, 15 billion over the life of it? Um, into conservation, out goes all back to the states, um, back to the state management authorities to make sure that we have, you know, the healthy populations that that we see today. Um, 15 I don't know billion you... in its history. And then I, I did read, I think like that, that number just keeps going up annually. So like, I think it was 2020, it, it was like 1.2 billion or something. So it's getting, it's, the dollar amount just increases as hunters are spending more money on guns, yeah. ammo, you know, everything else. Uh, so direct correlation. So, yeah, I mean, recent years, it just keeps breaking its, its own record and how much money is going back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, too, it purports to have a different funding mechanism that just really isn't there. Um, so many other causes, you know, in D.C. try to claim, you know, offshore lease revenue. Um, as their offset, but it, you know it's already been claimed. You can't double count a dollar, right? Dollar, right. dollar spent. So, I think it guts it. Has nothing to replace it with, and just is a bit is a bad idea. Um, I know a number of folks, you know, that members of Congress that co-sponsored it have been coming off the bill, taking their names off of it once they kind of understand the facts. So, appreciate you know all of our members and advocates that are out there telling you know the truth on on what it would do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't foresee that one getting passed no i don't either um but it is funny to see when a bill like that comes out you know from i i mean like unequivocally these are second amendment supporters no doubt about it but the bill also has support from you know animal rights activists like saying yeah we like this idea um those are the friends that you want to have supporting you in your coalition uh i don't see it you know going anywhere this congress um like to not see it reintroduced next congress that's the goal um, yeah. we're going to just kind of keep on it and, you know, our members sure will as well. Uh-huh. Um, what about the state of California? I understand they're getting sued. Yeah, there's awesome. so many things they could be sued for. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we're, we're, we're fixing to sue along with, uh, sportsman's Alliance and the congressional sportsman's foundation and a, a youth, uh, shooting camp, uh, SoCal top guns. So after Uvalde, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom did some, you know, emergency um, legislation to pass on gun control. And one of the bills that it included was uh, a ban on marketing firearms to youth. Mm -hmm. Um, They pass it really quickly. It goes beyond just, you know, advertising the sale of guns to youth, which is already, you know, banned um, in California. But it also ends up, you know, banning any sort of marketing. So it's, you know hunter education youth uh-huh. camps that's why the youth camp is on is on it um so it's really a a gag bill on lawful um activity um so just beyond just the, the, the second amendment issue 
um, it's just a first amendment, you know, free speech issue. Um, so, you know, we, we had to get to, to get on this just, you know, to represent the community. I mean, we spent the last 20 some years as a community talking about how important it is to have the next generation of, of hunters. You know, there's less people hunting every day and we need to be able to educate and bring folks into the fold. Well, this would shut that down. So it's a direct threat. So we're suing really proud of the other groups that have joined us in the lawsuit because we need to take a stand on it. So I had on a friend, Jeremiah Doughty. He's a wild game chef. He lives in California. And he said he went into Bass Pro the week after they passed this, which they passed under the cover of darkness, really. I mean, it, was, it wasn't a public, uh, the public wasn't even aware of it, that it was going on. He went into Bass Pro Shop. All of the advertisements were already down Yep. for, for every gun. He said the, that the NWTF was canceling all of their Jake's events because of the threat of, a $25,000 fine per piece of, of, per, uh, whether it was a bracket. billboard or yeah. yeah. Uh, same with ducks unlimited in their green wings, um, efforts. And he, he said it was crazy. Like he doesn't know if he could wear a Mossberg firearms t-shirt to the grocery store. If it rubbed someone the wrong way, like, and a minor saw it could right. that be an infraction. Like sure. he said, it was so, so broad. loosely written yep. that, it just has everything turned upside down. Yeah. So what you're seeing now, I mean, it hasn't been, we haven't heard of it being enforced yet, you know, mm -hmm. in, in that way, but it has that chilling effect. Nobody's got 25 K laying around, you know, to be able to absorb that sort of hit. So yeah, like you said, all these events already being canceled. I mean, it's already affecting youth recruitment, you know, Mojave desert youth quail hunt off the books already, you know, every, everything's kind of moving on that. So we're getting this thing filed, you know, fingers crossed you know by the end of today uh or in early next week um and i really like the ground that we stand on because again it mm -hmm. goes beyond just second amendment it's first amendment fifth amendment so we're, we're, we're going to keep fighting it you know stand up for the for the entire hunting community on it um let's move on to one that really uh it was concerning to me that it made it out of the house so easily and that was hr uh, 1808 or the assault weapons ban of 2022 yep. passed the house last week, headed to the Senate, but the bill is way more nefarious than it appears. It's not just AR style rifles. And for me, and I'm glad that you guys posted this cause I had already commented on it. I didn't even I hadn't read the bill. You know, I knew about the assault weapons, uh, but it would essentially ban your semi-automatic duck hunting, dove hunting, shotguns, turkey. If you have a turkey shotgun, that's semi-automatic. Bye-bye. Yep. Uh, so it wasn't just AR platform rifles. Yeah. We saw this sort of same approach, you know, in Canada with their order in council where they put out an exemption list um, as a, you know, appendix onto the bill of what firearms would be exempt from the law. And of course there's just gaps like, every single Stoger isn't on the exemption list, right? So mm -hmm. your Stoger owner, and that puts you, you know, at odds with the law. Um, yeah, just seeing that Super Black Eagle 3, you know, Breda A300, A5s, you know, they used to be called, uh, the the Browning A5 used to be called the Auto 5, right? Yeah. I think that, that that's exempted, but an A5 isn't, which is what they're called now. And I mean, that seems like a small discrepancy, right? 
but when it's the letter of the law there and it's a you know it's a government that's not supportive of the second amendment uh they're going to enforce that by the letter of the law so mm -hmm. then you have an a5 out which is just one of the most iconic right bird guns out there yeah oh yeah i have my grandfather's in the safe right yeah there. you're not alone right yeah. i don't shoot it because it's you know it's to me it's i just like having it um sure but yeah it's it was i looked at the serial number one time it was it was manufactured in the uh, late 60s so cool. someday i'll give it to my son if he wants to shoot it maybe we'll see <laughs> i don't know um so you're basically canada or australia i mean i have had predator hunters that call you know call in foxes that's like his his favorite thing to do in australia he has to do it with an over under shotgun because they are not allowed to have a semi-automatic yeah how ridiculous is that it's absurd uh, and and here i want to play this bit of audio this is uh north carolina republican dan bishop kind of putting the question to chairman jerry nadler who's democrat in a house judiciary committee meeting and it's talking about well i'll just play the auto audio but guns that are in common use already in america this bill would ban weapons that are in common use in the united states today would the gentleman yield i would have to the two for an answer to that question yeah that's the point of the bill so, so you mean you did so to clarify, Mr. Chairman, you're saying it is the point of the bill to ban weapons that are in common use in the United States today. Yes, the problem uh, is that the gentleman will yield particular. Did you hear that? Nadler said yes, the problem is they're in common use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At so, least they're not at least they're not hiding their talking points anymore. They're open about it. I mean, it's just it's horrible. Mm -hmm. Um that will head to the Senate. I I don't think unless Joe Manchin wants to commit political suicide as a West Virginia Democrat, uh, that that is going to pass either. Right. I mean, so the, the Senate's in session through the the weekend. I don't anticipate it coming up during, you know, what they'll have called Votorama this weekend. And then they'll recess for August, pass Labor Day and come back. I mean, just with the election being so close, it's funny season. I think that Schumer, you know, would put it up to get mm -hmm. sent on record. But I mean, I don't speak for, for Joe Manchin in any way, but his record speaks for him. Um, he's opposed, you know, uh, hardware bans in the past. I don't know why he would change that, especially given who he represents in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just going to be, you know, election day talking points for them to bring it up. But obviously yeah. we're going to stay on it and continue to message, you know, specifically, you know, beyond what they say they're trying to do, how it's affecting, you know, law-abiding gun owners hunters yeah yeah well, i think it's also important to keep tabs on some of these rhino republicans who have uh shown that they're willing to disregard the second amendment uh, yep. john cornyn's one of them from my state which i think he's he, i think he's come to the realization that this is his last term and he just doesn't care because you can't do that in texas and think you're going to get reelected. right so um, be be wary of some of those folks on Second Amendment issues, uh, Republicans in name only. Um, let's talk about the traditional ammo no net loss hunting week. This is part of SCI's Big Five Summer Series, which we're wrapping up that week right now. Um, we've seen net loss in hunting since the Biden administration took over. Deb Howland 
SGI had questions about hers, uh, his appointment for Secretary of the Interior. She wouldn't commit to a no-net loss hunting policy. Under Donald Trump, we didn't lose hunting uh, access. We didn't lose hunting um, land. We actually gained. Right. That is That trend has been thrown in reverse as quick as possible under this administration. And we just lost two units for doll sheep in Alaska last week. Millions and millions of acres. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate you bringing up our, our big five summer series. I think it's gone really well. And this is our last week, like you said, with, you know, traditional ammo and no net loss. And we batched them together on purpose um, just to really highlight, you know, the different forms that access takes, right? Access isn't just your physical access, but it's also economic access. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talk about the California lawsuit. That's age access, right? So it's just so many different ways that it's being attacked. Um, and that's a number one priority for, for us at, at, as hunters. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you look at, you know, the current administration, just what's going on in Alaska alone just shows how many steps back we've taken. It's not a surprise in hindsight that nobody, you know, none of their political appointees that are Senate confirmed would commit to the policy um, because they're not following the policy. Um you know, and we see it show up in the administration in other ways, like with the fa- forming of their um, their hunting and shooting federal um, advisory council. You know, that dropped um, access out of being a priority, whereas in past administrations, I mean, Trump, Bush, Obama, all of them prioritized access. Um, so I don't think it's just a, you know, a drafting error or they just forgot to put it. And I think it, mm-hmm. it, it speaks volumes. Um, but yeah. We're not transparent either because Deb Haaland did away with the website. Like right. Just like, hey, we're no it, longer going to show the public where the dollars are being spent when it comes to these anti-hunting organizations suing us and what we pay them out. Settlements, right. It yeah. wasn't a good look for them. <laughs> it made it too easy for us to to get after them, but that's not going to stop us from, from, from tracking it. Just because they don't have a website doesn't mean we can't see, you know, what these payouts are. Think about that. You had a website that showed where the dollars are being spent. These are our dollars. Right. Spend dollars. Cable's dollars. Our listeners' dollars. Yep. We have a right to know where they're being spent. Absolutely. And she just was like, Matt, we're no longer transparent. We don't need to tell you where the money's going. This is too much of a headache. <laughs> you don't deserve to know. Oh, it makes us look too stupid too. Like, right. Yeah. So that's that's what we're dealing with on, on that front. But um, when it comes to traditional ammo, there's a big push like to ban ban lead shot on all these public lands. And you and I have talked like in the past, and and even um, oh, I've talked with I forget the executive director of the NSSF, but uh, he was very clear that. Bag limits, season dates, all that stuff factors in a few animals that, yeah, maybe one bald eagle in X unit might ingest lead and actually die from it. But you have to look at the bigger picture. All the conservation that is funding keeping that unit of that refuge, of that park open, how many eagles live there? Well, it ain't just one. So, and we've, we've, we pointed that out, you know to folks at interior it's like you know follow the science mm-hmm. where's the science showing that lead is having a population wide impact obviously you can have your examples but that's not how wildlife is managed right we're doing mm-hmm. it at the population level and there's no science being pointed to it. it's just an emotional 
lawsuit, you know, is filed by CBD that has, you know, Interior cooperating with them. Um, I yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's 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 I mean, it's called diversity. Yeah, CBD Center for Biological mm-hmm. Diversity. I mean, so that's them looking at you know the last Trump hunt fish rule that had a large expansion on access. You know, shutting it down on the grounds of further lead exposure. But then that's also affecting the current draft plan that the Interior has out. Or, you know, they say on there, like, we're expanding access by millions of acres. But the real thing is where they're taking the access away by phasing out traditional ammunition, where we know, and know that you've talked about this on, on here before, you know, there aren't viable alternatives, whether, right. for, you know, how efficient they are um, or how, you know, affordable they are. It, Just as sportsmen, if we had the science that says, yes, we are having a terrible impact on populations across the board because we won't get rid of lead shot. We'd be the first ones to say, okay, we should probably rethink that. But that yeah. isn't reality. Exactly. And, and we've mentioned, you know, that these firearm, uh, immu- these ammunition manufacturers can't just flip a switch and turn everything from lead shot into non-tox. And then you talk about the financial impact and the burden that that puts on hunters, which again, funds conservation, Pittman Robertson dollars, ammunition, sales tax. Um, it's absolutely asinine. It's just, yep. it is a, it is a complete attempt to undermine hunting and uh i just yeah we 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 had our, our panel yesterday and, and one of our panelists who came over from sammy um he was great he was just pointing out you know um a great alternative for lead is is gold um for efficacy you know mm. but it is dense yeah really really hard to <laughs> really hard to fire those off you know yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah. Um, Co- copper's toxic. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone's talking about replacing it with. Okay. Well, d- copper's labeled as non-toxic though. No, I mean, he, I mean, just talking with the folks at Sammy, they're like, yeah, there's to- there's toxins in it. I mean, there's yeah. no, there's nothing perfect to it. This doesn't end anywhere. Right. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So we'll keep tabs on that. The most frustrating thing about that is like why the center for biological diversity has a seat at the table and hunters don't. It, it's like, why is the interior who's supposed to be protecting our rights negotiating with these anti-hunting uh, factions right. and keeping us in the dark? Right. How does that suddenly dictate, you know, their policy? Yeah. It's the lawsuit dictating, even though the lawsuit isn't based off the science. The mm-hmm. Science needs to dictate the policy at Department of the Interior, right? right. It's not yeah. happening. Mm-mm. And I don't expect that to change with with the current administration. No. Um, appropriations bill passed. Uh, unfortunately, that's pretty damning for conservation, damning for the people of Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Tanzania. I'm going to let you talk about how that will impact conservation in those places going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it were to go through and block it, it would be absolutely devastating. I mean, the majority of hunters that go over to those countries are Americans, and it would shut down their opportunity to be able to ship back their lawfully, legally, you know, hunted trophies. Um, So here's the deal, though, you know, this is the the appropriations process again, it blocks funding so that, you know, Fish and Wildlife Service can't spend any government dollars, any any tax dollars on processing these permits. It's Mm -hmm. the same play that we saw last Congress and SCI and our members were able to defeat. Um, so we're seeing the same playbook come out and we have the same actors in place, the same members of Congress, same senators. So um, 
as we saw last time, you know, um, African governments, um, you know, sent letters directly to, you know, House leadership saying we oppose this for, for you know, all the reasons we've talked about. Um, they weren't considered. It was still put forward, um, still voted and passed. You know, Federal Legislator of the Year, past Federal Legislator of the Year, Jeff Duncan offered an amendment to strike the language. Um, it was, you know, put into a into a batch with a number of other um what they would say controversial amendments or just Republican favored amendments. And those were all voted down because they make it to the House. So it stayed in, was passed with the House. You know, the breath of relief is seeing uh, the Senate with a clear head where they introduced they uh, introduced their draft text um, for appropriations. Um, they did not take into consideration what the House did on trophies, and they don't have that ban language in the Senate bill. So we have a House that passed it with it in. We have a Senate that's saying, you know, this isn't in our bill. So we're going to just keep fighting it to the end um, when they take these bills to conference to make sure that that language continues to stay out the way we did before. Um, so it's obviously, so inferior. we're on it, but, you know, I, I, I think that at the end of the day, we can make sure that, you know, justice is served and cooler heads prevail. Why this one pisses me off so much is because I find it, very racist and almost colonialist like we gave them the playbook the blueprint of the north american conservation model sustainable use hunting here's here's something that works you should try it they try it and then we say from capitol hill no 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 don't actually don't do that we're going to dictate to you from washington dc how you should man manage your wildlife and we don't give a damn if your wildlife suffers and we certainly don't care about the financial the negative financial impact that it has on you third world country citizens, because we don't care. Right. Or just think about, you know, CITES. With Makes the, us feel good to say we're banning it, but we don't give a crap about you. Right. It's just, yeah, it's so arrogant. It's so hypocritical. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we're party to CITES. The United States is party to CITES. And CITES says all these species are species that can be traded between countries, right? Mm -hmm. So who's the U.S. government to just go against, you know, CITES and say, well, not here. Right. 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 The good thing, I mean, like these attacks are stronger and in and, and more places than they've ever been before. But I've also never seen, you know, you know, folks in like Africa just speak up as loudly and say, you know, this is injustice. This isn't right. This is hurting us. This is hurting our wildlife. It's hurting our communities. Um, it's it is discouraging when you see like a house of Congress, you know, U.S. House that mm -hmm. just keeps not listening. But that doesn't mean they're going to stop speaking on it till they get their attention. We're seeing yeah. that across the world right now. Well, I don't know in what grade, in what history class I learned what colonialism was, but yeah. I went when I when I saw this, I just went and looked up the definition, just to 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 walk down memory lane. It's like exactly what colonialism is. Sure. <laughs> like modern day colonialism in 2022 uh, pisses me off, and as someone who's been there and you know um, taken side these animals. Um, it, it it doesn't make any sense. The people and, and Cape Buffalo in South Africa isn't even on that list, but taking that meat to a to a school in a third world country where they danced, sang and danced in appreciation because we took half a buffalo to them. And I don't mean just the kids, the teachers, the the the, the janitor, everyone dancing. Yeah. yeah. Because they were so happy to have that protein. And then you want to tell these people that. You can't 
you can't shoot an elephant and bring it back. Well, you can shoot an elephant, but you can't bring it back. Well, no one's going to pay $60,000 to shoot an elephant if they can't bring it back. Right. So it's infuriating. Um, well, that's good. So the Senate has, looks like they have that under control and aren't going to pass it as it was. It's not over, it's not over till it's over. So we're still working it, but it is, yeah. it is, um, promising to see the Senate, you know, not change precedent and by not including that language in their bill. So as mm-hmm. it stands now, it'd be, it would be much, we'd be much worse off if the Senate had it in there also, because that'd be very hard to take it out. If both chambers said, you know, this mm-hmm. is a priority. It's not a priority of the Senate's. Yeah. Um, let's wrap up with Nashville 2023. I see it on your screen back there. It's coming up. Oh yeah. Uh, the SCI annual convention. And, uh, I don't have the dates in front of me. I do have my February 22nd to the 25th. I should add it to my background, but yeah, Yeah. it'll be here in no time. I want to say we're closer to the next show than we are to the last show, you know, at, at, at this point in time. Um, so it's coming up super excited about it. You know, anyone that's listening, you know, if you want to come, just book your hotel rooms now. Um, I've never seen this sort of intensity of interest. Um, we have, I think, three of our host hotels are already fully booked. So, you know, get on it. Um, we have a full floor. We're very close to announcing our, our evening entertainment. Uh, a little bit of something for everybody. I like all of it, but yeah. it's going to be awesome. Just from that Wednesday till the final blowout on that Saturday, um, it's going to be like nothing we've seen before and just really excited about Nashville, you know, first time in 50 years outside of the state of Nevada and the welcome that we're getting from the community there already is just enormous. Um, it's going to well, be I'm excited about a lot of folks. Yeah. yeah. So going to be epic. Well, Hey man, I appreciate your time. It's uh, like we said, oh, we haven't, we haven't caught up, but it seems like since the very beginning of the summer, uh, it's been crazy and uh, in a good way, but, School yeah, is starting I mean, back up. We'll get the kids out of my hair. <laughs> Hopefully, you can catch your breath <laughs> soon. Our schools, our schools don't start as early as your schools do. Yeah. Well, all right, Ben. Good stuff as always, my friend. Uh, safariclub.org, the website. Uh, I'm a member. I encourage our listeners to join as well. And it's not expensive. I think it's, uh, what is it, $65, $75 a year? 65 bucks. And I mean, what it goes back to, you know, obviously you get the magazines access to the show, a lot of benefits on that side, but it fuels, you know, what we do in, in the advocacy space. And, you know, we're playing a different ball game at SCI and that's because of members that are, that are, that are joining and, and paying into the fight. Mm-hmm. Well, Hey man, thanks again. And we will touch base very soon. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Heart of darkness facing a thousand bloodshot eyes. We'll know we 